The following program was previously recorded. We regret we'll be unable to accept your phone calls, but we invite you to participate during the next live broadcast of this program. The following is a CNY Talk Radio presentation. This is TAPS Paramagazine Radio. TAPS Paramagazine Radio. Here are your hosts, J.V. Johnson and Aaron Sagers. And of course, joined by Stacy Jones. Welcome to TAPS Paramagazine Radio, your weekly broadcast into things unknown. Brought to you by the Atlantic Paranormal Society, TAPS Paramagazine, and the Leatherstocking Media Group. Heard exclusively on the CNY Talk Radio Network. We welcome you to the program, and uh, we look forward to uh, having you part of the program. We do have an email address if you'd like to send us a comment or a question. It's radio at tapsparamag.com, and our telephone number is 315-421-9325, and we look forward to you being part of the program, Aaron. Got some really good news coming out of uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, according to GlossyNews.com. There's apparently a uh, a new iPhone app that allows you to talk to the dead. So uh, Is that a long-distance call? Or? I, <laughs> I think it, it's definitely incurring some roaming charges, <laughs> I believe. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, apparently um, this new app that was created by a... Haitian witch doctor, a very tech-savvy Haitian witch doctor, um, works sort of like a Ouija board. It requires uh, a user to chant over a prescribed incantation over the iPhone. Uh, you ha- you do have to light up a cigarette, an unfiltered cigarette, that is, as a burnt offering. And then you have to call out a dead person's name three times in a loud voice. And you could start throwing some questions back and forth. And um, the reporters that were connected to this story received the message, you will have a party. And then financial well-being is coming your way, which it actually sounds, sounds like, like fortune Chinese cookie. fortune cookies. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, um, you know, but uh, it's it's interesting. We don't know if it's working, but, um, you know, apparently the... Uh, the Haitian witch doctor says uh, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be guaranteed. And um, now, now, um, if it's an iPhone app, Apple has to make uh, has to approve these. Has to approve this. Yeah. So they must have given their their blessing on this particular I, app. I suppose so. I mean, this is actually just the latest in a long line of um, paranormal themed uh, apps, including uh, Ghost Radar, the iOvulus, which was created by uh, Bill Chapel, and um, and then. You know, a bunch more uh, haunted house finders, all all sorts of things, and even the ghost hunters have their uh, ghost hunters uh, haunted house app, which uh, allows you to look through some of their old cases. So, uh, interesting stuff. So, uh, you know, guys, go on there, look for the Haitian witch doctor iPhone app. It's only ninety nine cents, but really, what's ninety nine cents in exchange for talking to the dead? Um, also, we have a little bit of information. Um, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, Derek Acora from Most Haunted. Well, um, apparently he, uh, the the star of the, um, well, former star of the popular paranormal show, has um, he's he's known for his over the top theatrics, but apparently he's helping a uh, a house in Egypt, uh, you know, clear out some some ancient pharaoh ghosts. So uh, Derek is is working with uh, the ghosts of mummies. Apparently. The ghost of Tut. The Ghost of Tut, yes. Um, so Paranormal Tut, um, which I thought that was played by Boris Karloff. Uh, or No, it wasn't Tut. It was uh, Imhotep, I believe, that um, Kor- Karloff played in the classic movie The Mummy. But, um, yeah, you know what? Uh, Derek, go you. He's, he's working in Egypt and, and clearing houses. Um, so, 
I guess that's uh, that's good news. Were they are, are they actually reported as pharaohs ghosts? <laughs> no, just... no, but 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 you know, I I like to say I like to say yes. Um, I, I mean, isn't that make it more exciting when it's the ghost of pharaohs? <laughs> it definitely made it more interesting. Yeah. So, so you know, I work with what I got sometimes. <laughs> we are uh, going to uh, have an interesting discussion when we come back. We're going to bring start talking about media's involvement in paranormal and and uh, some of the uh, as Aaron's expertise will lend uh, uh, validity to some of the paranormal pop culture aspects of our discussions. Um, I would like to remind folks, though, that uh, if you're interested in, in investigating or you're a Ghost Hunters fan, you might want to check out beyondrealityevents.com. Um, there is an event coming up in New Hampshire, the Mount Washington, which was featured prominently on uh, one of the Ghost Hunters episodes. It's April 15th through the 18th. It'll give you an opportunity to investigate with the likes of Jason Hawes from Ghost Hunters. And um, I've been there. I know, Aaron, you've been there. And yeah. uh, it's just a terrific place to, um, to investigate if you have any interest in uh, that type of investigation. And one of the most uh, fascinating EVP that I've ever heard was caught at Mount Washington in the Princess Room. And I don't know if you recall this, JV, but this is the one that, um, you know, uh, I, the Jason Hawes and Grant Wilson um, picked up this EVP that said, you know, are, are, they were asking, are you here? Are you with us? And it says, yes, very clearly. Yes, I am. Where are you? I can't see you. And, um, you know, that opened up this whole conversation about uh, are ghosts actually dead people or maybe people existing in another dimension or another time uh, kind of. Kind of weird stuff. Yeah, it's a science that uh, continually evolves and still a lot of questions to be answered. More to be answered than have been answered. Definitely. Uh, and that's why we, you know, everybody does what, what we do in this field, trying to turn paranormal into the normal. And a quick uh, programming note, we were going to have Lloyd Auerbach on our program uh, tonight. However, uh, due to the fact that we kept Travis Walton a little longer than we had expected, we're going to move uh, Lloyd till ne to next week, and he can discuss his new book, uh, Ghost Detective's Guide to Haunted San Francisco. You're listening to Taps Paramagazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. CNY Talk Radio. Welcome back to our program. J.V. Johnson here along with Aaron Sagers and Stacey Jones. Our telephone number 315-421-9325. Our email address radio at tapsparamag.com. You know, I'd just like to mention quickly that um, as we work through scheduling these programs, we have some really exciting guests coming up uh, in future programs like Bob Murch, who... Uh, a, a Ouija board expert. Yeah, yeah. Bob Murch is um, not so much a paranormal investigator, mm -hmm. but uh, he knows the ins and out of the Ouija board, the witch board, the talking board, whatever you would like to call it, uh, and is really familiar on the history of it and is actually a consultant about the Ouija board for some Hollywood projects. Yeah, so we look forward to having Bob and other, other great guests on the program as we move through the weeks here. And Aaron, we should talk a little bit about uh, your website, Paranormal Pop Culture, and uh, what you're doing and what you're seeing in the marketplace of paranormal. Well, yeah, over at ParanormalPopCulture.com, I, uh, I explored the entertainment of the unexplained and, uh, and how the paranormal uh, is being reflected within the media. And uh, all the time, you know, uh, speaking to some interesting celebrities about their encounters and, uh, and looking at, you know, the projects that are coming out. Um, it would seem like this next year is going to be really dominated by uh, UFO movies and alien invasion flicks. Um, still going to see some uh, really exciting zombie projects. 
Uh, and of course, ghosts, ghosts, and more ghosts. Um, I was recently uh, at the uh, Sci-Fi Channel's um, presentation of their new lineup, their new program lineup, and they have, I think it's about five new paranormal-themed shows. Um, one is with John Zaffis, the uh, religious demonologist, called Haunted Collector. They've got a uh, haunted reenactment show called Paranormal Witness. There's another one that's uh, centered around uh, schools and universities called School Spirits. Um so they and, and that's, that's just sci-fi. We also know sci-fi. from speaking with Dave Schrader that there's another program on the Travel Channel. Yeah, right. Uh, Animal Channel has another one coming up about specifically uh, a person, a demonologist, yeah. husband and wife team. Well, and then there's um, uh, the Discovery Channel. Uh, there's another. Um, it's called the Exorcist Files or Exorcism Files. I forget which. Um, so that's yet another paranormal theme show and um and that's those are just the documentary style shows there's also the uh you know the uh, big creature feature type movies uh there's gonna be a bigfoot uh monster movie coming out uh, on tv i'm just waiting for dancing with the ghosts dancing with it well i can't give you dancing with the ghosts but i will i will give you this um you know the monster mashup trend you know we've seen gatoroid and mega python the new one piranaconda nice i know nice we do have a caller on the line. Let's go to our phones. We have Samantha from Utica. Samantha, wait, welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing? We're doing very Great. well. How are you? Good. You have a question? Yes, I do. I actually want to get your thoughts. Um, uh, considering that the paranormal is such a taboo subject, I'm just curious, why do you think it is that so many celebrities are coming about, out about their paranormal experiences? Well, that, that's a great question, and one of the things that we were discussing earlier in the program is the fact that uh, shows like Ghost Hunters, and I think that uh, probably at least two-thirds of us around the table here uh, probably credit Ghost Hunters, and I think, Aaron, who is the dissenter, you actually aren't a dissenter, you actually agree, uh, that... Shows like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters specifically have opened the door to these discussions, whereas the tabooness of the discussions is starting to fade, starting to erode, and that's bringing some of this uh, the celebrity discussion to the forefront. Yeah, I certainly don't think it, it really counts as as much of a taboo as um, as it once did. I mean, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is that. When you have TV shows that are pulling in millions of viewers and they're spread across the channel lineup, I mean, look at you know, look at the TV guy. There's so many paranormal shows out there. If you've got a million here, a million there, um, when you've got all these websites with that are getting just you know thousands upon thousands of hits, um, is it is it still taboo when everyone is sort of interested in it? Um, you know, and, and I have to bring up what's the latest statistic that's out there that, that what's more than 75% of people believe that there is something paranormal that we just don't understand right now. Well, and, and like with all polls, um, it, it always depends on how the question is asked, you know, um, and sometimes they'll, they'll pose a question. Uh, I don't know. I saw a recent Gallup poll, you know, do you believe in ghosts? And it might be a little low on that end. But then when you phrase it, uh, have you had some sort of otherworldly experience? Have you been in a house that you believe is haunted? Things like that. That's when the numbers shoot up. So it, it always, for me, goes back to, you know, whether it's with celebrities, whether it's with everyday average Joe, always starts with, you're going to think I'm nuts, but let me tell you this story. You know, people have that story. Um, even though they may not want to come right out and say it, you know, off offhand, they may be tuning into those shows, going to the websites, and have their own experience. How is it affecting Stacey Jones and her, her business as a cop? 
Uh, you, do you mean do you mean just uh, how does it affect her her quote unquote her job. day job? I mean, cops yeah. are notorious for no, you know, not believing in the paranormal. Because belief. because she's a paranormal investigator, how does that affect yeah. her job? I mean, is it helping her situation as a cop that it's not becoming as taboo? Well, I, what I find interesting is is when I first was in the academy that you know um, the, the the man that ran the academy was very open about the UFO experiences that he and his his coworkers had witnessed but that was something that was always kept you know within ourselves and any kind of paranormal experience was something that we talk about but once again the public never knew we talked about it uh, you know, I, I answered a call one time where I had a, a woman that was having some paranormal problems. And, you know, I never said, you know, hey, I think you've got a ghost in the house. You know, we kind of went in the car and we kind of laughed at her. But in the next sentence, you know, we're kind of talking about our own ghost experiences. And, you know, nowadays it's it's they talk about it very openly and come to find out that some of the police chiefs that get together and have meetings this is something they talk about, utilizing psychics, you know, uh, you know, talking about the ghost people that are out there and, and talking about actually getting people help where, you know, once before it was, you know, we made fun of them and now we're trying to get them help. And what I could add to that is that um, my, uh, my career path was, is as a mainstream reporter and writer and journalist. And, um, you know, I, a lot of times, I mean, I, I still encounter some people within my field that, uh, you know, they kind of joke and, you know, tease me a little bit about being the guy that has um, become the the paranormal pop culture guy. But, you know, I, I didn't really pursue this. In a way, it pursued me because there have been so many shows and so many people out there with experiences that those stories had to be told, you know. It, it has to be reflected. So it's... You know, I, I would say that for me, for my career, you know, dealing with objective facts, um, it's become a big thing. And, and it's something that a lot of people want to talk about now. You know, and the one thing I see is that stigma of, of believing is has been removed now. Yeah. People are talking about it, you know, more openly than ever. You know, my first conference that I ever intended was back in 1995. And once again, it felt like it was a very backdoor closeted thing where, you know, I was excited because I was able to actually talk to other people that had, a, you know, a like mind. And now it's not like that. People will come to you in the street and say, hey, I've had this experience. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry to piggyback on Samantha's question for you, Stacey, as, as a, a, you know, in law enforcement, has has there been or do you see a day where there will be a, a situation where I don't know, I, I, I can uh, something happens in a home that's criminal in nature and there's actually a paranormal explanation for it and it's accepted by law enforcement? I don't. Boy, I don't think that's ever going to happen um, just because, you know, cops by nature, they want the hard evidence. And, you know, this is so considered so soft that, you know, they're going to entertain it. You know, for example, uh, Mark and Debbie Constantino works with police departments and, you know, they'll, they'll go out and they'll try to get EVP and they'll send off the EVPs that, that might be pertinent to their investigation, but they never hear back from them. But you know what? That EVP could be a clue that can get them on the right track. Now, there's a very well-told story by Jason Hawes and Grant Wilson where they caught an EVP in an investigation, and I believe it was a name. Mm -hmm. And the name um, they brought to the attention of the of the homeowner, and, and they went through some records, and they found this name. It happened to be a mistress of a former, not the former, uh, it was a member of the family, but it was several generations prior. And um, 
long story short, they ended up finding there was a well in the cellar, and at the bottom of the well, they found the remains of this individual mm -hmm. who had been murdered in, in the house, all from an EVP. Absolutely. And what more, what more do you need besides something like that? You know, uh, we've investigated places, uh, for example, we investigated a place in, in Homer, New York, where we were asking questions through uh, 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 Frank's box. And we got, you know, the name of the person that had committed this murder to a 12-year-old boy that happened in the late 1800s. And we said, well, what happened to this person? And, you know, the shack hack responded, you know, hey, we they were ran off to Massachusetts and we went to the Historical Society. It had never been opened up. She had this information. She opened it up and everything that came through the shack hack was 100 percent true. And, and just explain what uh, a shack yeah. hack is. Uh, shack hack is kind of a, a, a poor man's Frank's box. It's a device that you can talk to the live dead. And what it does is it scans through frequencies. And the theory is, is that they pull out words and, and phrases from these frequencies to form sentences. Great radio frequencies. Samantha, thanks so much for the phone call. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. Yeah, the, the Frank's box use, scans the, the AM radio dial, in fact, and it's, it's rapidly scanning. And, and yeah. uh, then I, and I've, I've, I've sat through Frank's box sessions and, and heard, heard some of the results, and they're, they're, they're fascinating. And that, that, of course, was invented by uh, Frank Sumption, but based on, and Frank Sumption uh, is a gentleman out in Colorado, but it's, um, he got his plans from what supposedly uh, was that the Thomas Edison um, box or well he read a, a, an article in uh, popular mechanics and supposedly through EVP he was told how to build this device and Frank as far as what my understanding is is the only person that was successfully able to make these plans work and it supposedly it was from from Thomas Edison you're listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Our telephone number is 315-421-9325. Our email address, radio at tapsparamag.com. We're chatting a little bit about uh, media and media's changing perception of paranormal issues. And um, you know, one of the things we've reported on frequently is these celebrity sightings or reports or experiences that are now being shared. And, and you know, we often think of celebrities as a unique class of people, but I know personally... I'm trying to think. I, I don't know that I know anyone who I've ever had a paranormal discussion with who hasn't given me a story. Whether they're a believer or not, they haven't, they always have, so everyone has a story, something that's happened to them in the course of their life where, whether it's a ghost story, a UFO sighting, or, or a Bigfoot sighting, but it seems like everybody's got one, and why should celebrities be any different? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, we've all been in that situation where, a, a light bulb goes out or, a, you know, a fuse blows or whatever, and you have to go down into your cellar, you know, and it's dark and, 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 and you just get creeped out down there. I mean, there's the expression, there's no atheists in, in foxholes, and I'm probably going to get in trouble by the atheist groups for saying this. <laughs> and um, But but I, I believe that there are no skeptics in the woods late at night by themselves or, or in a, a dark uh, cellar at night. So... You know, I, I, I use Shirley MacLaine as an example. When she wrote her books and, you know, how it was so metaphysical at that time, you know, she had a stigma attached to her where I think that's kind of disappeared right now. Or is disappearing, yes. You're listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. When we come back, we'll uh, check in with our phone callers. You're our, uh, stay tuned. We have got more coming right up. Taps Para Magazine Radio continues on CNY Talk Radio. 
Welcome back to our program. I'm J.V. Johnson, along with Aaron Sagers and Stacy Jones, as we continue to bring you your weekly broadcast into Things Unknown. It's brought to you by the Atlantic Paranormal Society, by Tabs Para Magazine, and the Leatherstocking Media Group, and heard exclusively on the CNY Talk Radio Network. Um, our telephone number is 315-421-9325. Our email address is radio at tapsparamag.com. That's radio at tapsparamag.com. We're going to go right to our phone lines. We've got Caroline from Fulton calling in. Welcome to the program. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Do you have a question? A, you have a question for us? Yes, I've just got a quick question. I okay. just want to know where do you guys all think the future of these uh, paranormal shows is going? Future of paranormal television. Yeah. I, I I have some theories on it. I I mean, watching media trends, I think that um, as you know, we talked about acceptance as acceptance grows. I think you will see the uh, paranormal shows evolve and expand. And what I mean by that is um, there's going to be the field's going to open up. So it's not going to just be about ghosts. It's and it's not going to just be about demons or angels, but looking into other types of paranormal entities, you know, like like genies and uh, and and exploring more of cryptozoology and, and looking more into alien phenomena and and in addition to that, uh, if if you've ever watched a sitcom that's been on the t on on air for a long time, you notice after a while they start adding in new characters. Maybe the, there's a a baby. Maybe there's a spinoff. I think you're going to see more of that within the paranormal uh, genre as well, uh, like talk shows, uh, competition shows, maybe a paranormal food show. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the, the trend is just going to keep evolving and, and spinning out. Like, like the introduction of the canine investigator and ghost hunters. Yeah. That's the type of thing you're talking about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and the upcoming uh, show with Dave Schrader, the Paranormal Challenge, which sounds like a, a competition show. You know, the one thing I, I think I'd like to see is, is not just having such broad strokes, but maybe kind of bringing, uh, you know, more of the techniques into it and, and less of the, the scare factor that's been put in there. I think that's, that's going to be a, a thing that people would want to see. You know, hey, how do you investigate? You know, I've seen I've seen ghost hunters for years. You know, let's see a little more like the canine investigator. Let's you know, let's expound upon that a little bit more. And I think that's going to be the way things are going to go. And, and it's going to broaden out a little bit more. And, and Caroline, what would you like to see? Oh, actually, I'm enjoying everything. But I also like the old shows that were on, like Unsolved Mysteries and that where they did touch upon every kind of paranormal experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the question that I get a lot is, why are there not more shows that show the true nature of a paranormal investigation? And I, th- I think that's a good question, but and, and maybe it'd be interesting for those of us that really like the paranormal to watch. But overall, you're not going to put a real investigation on TV. Everything, things have to be edited, and nobody wants to watch a show of folks sitting around in the dark for three hours at a time, you know, that you can never really convey the true paranormal investigation on tv so there's a challenge right there yeah you know i i think with a lot of the shows that that you're just not getting a hundred percent of of what an investigation is i tell people you want to know something ghost hunting is mostly boring you sit in the dark you ask questions when you get the evidence that's when the excitement comes so Mm -hmm. you know it's a hard job for the media to 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 portray the way it really is well and even i mean look at uh some of the ufo people investigators that we all know if they're just staring up in the sky and 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 looking, that's not TV. No, you know, it's not. That's that. Uh, so it's hard to do that. However, 
I like I really like the reenactment shows. I do too. Um, and I do and too. I would like to see more of those um, done in a a, uh, a fun way with a high production value. You know, sometimes you see it done a little bit too cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I agree with you, Caroline. I I love shows like uh, Unsolved Mysteries and In Search of going way back with Leonard Nimoy and. Um, I think it'd be cool to see more of those. And I think we might. I think we might. Yeah, I think A Haunting was really well done, too. And that kind of, you know, ended before it's really, it was his time. Yeah, it, it was It was a little premature. Like, yeah. it, it, it came on and then uh, didn't quite catch on at that right time. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Caroline. Well, thank you. You know, picking up on that discussion, it's uh, there's there's a whole genre of, and I wouldn't call them necessarily paranormal shows, but they, they still draw from the same type of emotion. And it's the... Uh, um, scare tactics type. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. trying to think of the, what was the mansion show where they went into the the yeah. The, I, the, I, I forget you know the name of the show, that. but yeah. yeah, there were there were there was a period where we were seeing a lot of shows like that as well, Fear Factor and and mm-hmm. scare tactics and 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 that type of thing, and that seems to have contracted a little bit. Well, uh, it's contracted, you know, and it's um, scare tactics is still out there, right. and it and it taps into this whole. The fear and interest in the unexplained, you know, whether that unexplained is what's in that that dark house or what's in this box here, you know, um, and scare tactics sticks around, though. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the show we're talking about where the families go into the mansions, you know, I, I think what people's problem was with that was that, you know, every noise that they heard, it was immediately screams and carrying on and. There wasn't meat to it. And I think that's a lot of the reason why that show wasn't successful was, you know, they got tired of that false hope of, hey, something's going to happen. And then nothing would because it was an overreaction. Well, yeah. And there's another show. um, And I don't know if this is what you were speaking of, JV. That was a sort of like a competition style show where they were sent into a supposedly haunted house. I think it was actually just a studio construct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and had to perform certain tasks and 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 risk the chance of somebody jumping out and, and scary things happening. Is, is that the one you were yeah, thinking? Yeah, or or gross things, or yeah. you know, just uncomfortable situations. And they had to compete in a, in that in that in a room for so long. And the last one out was eliminated, but the first one I don't I, the first one out was I don't remember. <laughs> Hence the reason it went off the yeah. air. It was yeah. hard to follow. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, we have another phone caller, so we'll go right to our phones. We've got Melissa from Clay on the line. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Do you have a question? I do. Um, I actually have a question for Aaron. Okay. Um, it's kind of a two-part question, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just wondering if there were um, any celebrities that he's interviewed over the years um, who he thinks maybe stands out in his mind as someone um, who really thinks uh, that the paranormal is real. And the second part of that question would be, um, do you think that they would want to see more research done to prove it? Well, I can answer the first one. He interviewed Stacy Jones, so there you go. That's right. Yeah. She counts. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I mean, Melissa, I um, I, I do an hour long presentation on on this, just compiling all the interviews I've done over the years with celebrities. Um, it's funny, like a few years back, like it just started creeping into my my repertoire of questions. Um, so, uh, I I dozens upon dozens, um, and I have a running list of about well over a hundred celebrities that have talked about their their own experiences but within my own interviews i think the my favorite um has to be ace freely of kiss um simply because this guy seems to have encounters with all aspects of the paranormal he 
may have been abducted by aliens, he believes, um, and he certainly believes one landed in his backyard. Uh, and he does live in an area that is a known UFO hotspot. He claims he was punched in the face by a ghost. Um, his daughter has seen a ghost uh, hovering around him. I mean, it's just one thing after another with this guy. Um, Another another favorite of mine is just Elvira. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of Elvira, but uh, she lived in a house um, that was very very active. Uh, so much so uh, that she ended up having it exercised, but it may not have worked. Um, in fact, the the activity seemed to continue. And then sort of the end note to that story is she sold it to Brad Pitt. Um, so sold the house, not the ghost. Um, but uh, so it, it's very well stood could be continuing uh, in the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie house. So. You know, it's uh, funny. Nick Cage was on yeah. David Letterman, and he talked about his house that he owned in Louisiana. And the fact that he bought this house, and it's a great big, huge estate, and he literally will go there but won't spend the night because of how haunted it is. Yeah. And, you know, Nick Cage is just very laid back about it. And, you know, he talks about, yeah, I have all these ghost hunting groups that want to investigate my house, but I won't spend the night there. Yeah, he jokes that um, it's it's the famous LaLaurie house in um, LaLaurie Mansion in New Orleans, which has a very, very dark history connected to it. And um, he no longer owns it. I think it's it was uh, foreclosed upon, and it's now owned by the bank. Um, but he, he jokes that most people have beachfront property. I have ghostfront property. <laughs> so. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it, and, and you know what? I mean, celebrities... You could argue, and and I would, that they may be even more susceptible to paranormal activity simply because what do they do? They get to travel around a lot. They get to visit exotic locations. Perhaps they are bringing a lot of foreign objects into their house. Who knows what's connected to it? Um, And, uh, you know, and they have a lot of more time off than you or I do. You know, they don't have to report to this standard nine to five job every day. You know, they have more time to travel and to, uh, perhaps be more aware of what's around them and they're sexier than us <laughs> yeah. very cool thank you so much all right thank thanks you. for the call all right bye-bye i think uh the, the one thing we kind of touched upon um you know we talked about aaron was uh you know what's in the background of, of shows and uh, jennifer love hewitt had done an interview on the ellen show and she actually brought footage of when they were filming the show of ghosts walking in the background yeah, I'm I'm working on this right now. I'm doing a lot of research about this um, because I believe with over 100 years of cinema, um, we have to have some interesting paranormal activity that is in the background of movies. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a famous example is Three Men and a Baby. There's, a, you know, a, a supposedly the ghost of a, a boy that's in the background of that movie. Now, that's not true. It's, a, it's not actually a ghost. It's a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson. Um, based on an earlier plot point in the movie. But I think, you know, that one's not real. But, yeah, you know, Ghost Whisperer, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've heard of so many stories. The movie Ghost itself, uh, there's something in the background of one of the frames there. There's got to be stuff yeah. out there. And, you know, uh, Marianne Winkowski, who the, the, the Ghost Whisperer mm-hmm. is based upon, she said that she thinks it's because... Ghosts have been ignored for so long and there's so much energy being put into it because they're being recognized that this is the reason why we're getting phenomenal evidence and that they're showing up, uh, uh, you know, on these TV shows and these movies that it's going to be more and more and more as time goes by because we're recognizing and they want to be recognized. Right. And we I mean, we spoke with Eric Altman last week, um, the uh, Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society uh, expert, and 
you know, as we spoke with him about, I believe nature documentaries, nature films, there's got to be perhaps evidence of, of, you know, cryptids hidden in those as well, you know? Yeah, I agree. You're listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio, J.V. Johnson along with Aaron Sagers and Stacey Jones. And we did have an email question that we probably we should get to. Um, you want to handle this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, this question is uh, it's an email question, and uh, the person says uh, she had a highlight investigating the widow's cottage. They did a 15-minute session and then did an immediate review. And a gentleman came into the group and passed the questioning off and said the man's name he was passing info off to was Dave. And then the EVP was a man responding, Dave is not here, um, before Dave could a- uh, ask his own questions. So, um, any, I mean, that's a, that's a good story. Um, and then we have another one. How was ghost hunting in Gettysburg during the conference uh, for anyone? Any highlights? Um, of course, talking about phenomenology. Yeah. Stacy? Yeah, well, um I it's cold and I, I that's a big drawback. Uh we did go to Saxbridge and it just was so cold that, you know, it, there there's no way that you can even observe or report or anything. We just, you know, we kind of stayed 20 minutes and we took off. Um, you know, a lot of places that we went to didn't have heat and, you know, that's just on your mind and you really can't concentrate. So, um, you know, but some years you go and you get really great evidence. We had gone to the widow's cottage and we got we got some, you know, interesting, interesting things there. I I think uh, Gettysburg is just one of those places that, you know, the warmer it is and the more you're able to stay and observe, the the more you're going to have those experiences. My my highlight is hearing the stories from other people um, and especially the people I respect. Uh, I see it seems like I always walk into a room. Um, right after Mark and Debbie Constantino, the EVP uh, specialist, right after they wrap up their session. And then they tell me, oh, yeah, all sorts of crazy stuff was happening. You had just missed it. Um, so they're always telling me cool stories. But I personally, not a whole lot happened to me. But I did have an awesome time just, you know, leading some investigations at the Reynolds house and at the Eisenhower farmhouse. And then honestly meeting you know, people like Travis Walton and, uh, you the know. Pickmans were wonderful. Yeah. 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 I, I investigated with Mark and Debbie last year at the Farnsworth house and it was interesting. Debbie was asking questions and I got this very clear EVP that says, I don't like her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they're just amazing people. Uh, we got to have them on at some point. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely will. You're listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. We'll be back after this. This is Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Welcome back to the program. I'm J.V. Johnson along with Aaron Sagers and Stacey Jones. We've been having a discussion this hour about basically media or, or pop culture uh, aspects of paranormal. One thing that we haven't really touched on yet is uh, is movies. I mean, there's yeah. been a real rash of uh, of uh, paranormal-related movies, whether it's uh, Paranormal Activity, Paranormal Activity 2, the new newer ones that are out. Yeah, I mean, and it's yeah, it's not just ghost-related either. We've got um, Insidious uh, just opened last week, uh, and then the movie Paul came out, Battle L.A., um, and a lot more that you're going to be seeing over the summer. Um, I personally, I, I saw Insidious, and I enjoyed it for what it was. It was um, creepy at parts and then just laughable at other parts, and... Uh, <laughs> And a couple jokes were at the at the expense of uh, paranormal investigators, uh, some kind of bumbling fools that walk in with a lot of uh, 
giant equipment. Well, that's what I think is interesting is, you know, the, these movies, and you can look at movies from any period in, in, in American history, and you can say that's a real snapshot of popular culture or belief mm-hmm. at the time. And, and to see how uh, uh, investigators are being portrayed in this most recent movie, it's really interesting because it gives you an idea of what the outsiders, people who don't really know much about this, perceive it as. The one thing I... I, I haven't seen Insidious in the movie theater, but I did rent uh, a movie called Night Skies, which was a uh, movie about uh, the UFOs over Arizona. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had this thing based on a true story. And I did a little research after watching this really bad movie that the only thing that was based upon the true story was there was lights over Phoenix that day and the rest of it was, you know, pure fiction. And that's another, you know, that's another trend. I don't know if you guys are seeing like Haunting in Connecticut was supposedly based on a true story. And, you know, the only thing true about it is it took place in a, in a funeral home. The kid was sick and, you know, there was just these things, but everything else was fiction. What do you guys think about that? Well, and, and let's clarify, you're talking about the, the film, the, the film, movie, theatrically right? released Haunting, Haunting in, in Connecticut, Connecticut, not yeah. the documentary. Right, right. Which was, which uh, the, the documentary seemed to stay pretty close it was yeah it did it stayed Closer. pretty close it was yeah. pretty close to what really happened and if you ever talked to carmen reed you know she 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 really you know confirmed a lot of this stuff that went on but you know they take that story and then you know turn it into something hollywood and you know you've only got maybe two percent of what's based on true fact and the rest of it's pure fiction but this seems to sell tickets because oh this is based on a true story well you know the thing um I have always wondered about, and, and it is, it, it's the movie business. You know, you got to spice things up. You got to make changes and everything. But some of these stories, like the haunting in Connecticut story, the the true story was is way more frightening than the Hollywood, you know, sanitized look version at, of Look it. at yeah. Travis Walton's experience. To me, that is a lot scarier than what they portrayed in the movie. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I, I am always fascinated, though, and, and JV talks about, you look at, any character and it's sort of a, a snapshot of where we are as a culture um i really like that i am seeing paranormal investigators popping up more and more in scripted uh entertainment you know it's it's reflecting the reality entertainment genre you know it's like and that just goes to show like how much of an impact shows like ghost hunters uh, ghost Adventure, all these shows have had on popular culture that now we have the the ghost hunting teams in movies. You know? Well, we, we've seen a real uh, evolution of, we'll use horror as the defining genre, movies. When when the Blair Witch Project was introduced to us, um, however many years ago that was, and the whole found footage and, and first person and, and, you know, documentary style approach to horror. And it's really made an impact in, in, in movie making. Yeah, certainly. I mean, Blair Witch Project, I think, was 12 years ago. It's coming up on the uh, the 12th anniversary of it. And now we have, yeah, like Paranormal Activity. And then another one coming out um, that is, I believe it's called Apollo 18, which is a, a found footage movie uh, based on aliens, based on an alien encounter, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's... I, I personally love it. I mean, because as much as I like the, the serious field of the paranormal and I like reading up on it, I love getting scared. I love I, going to the movies. I, I, I agree on that. The entertainment part is just the best. You know, take the movie The Exorcist of you watched that movie. You were frightened. Yeah. You were frightened and you like to be frightened. Or Exorcism of Emily Rose. I mean, um, and Cloverfield. Um, you know, there's so many out there. 
and I just want to put it out there for anybody that is a, a serious paranormal investigator. I say, good, be ethical, be honorable, be a good investigator, but don't be afraid to have fun. Don't be afraid to go laugh at yourself or, you know, go watch paranormal activity and don't say, well, that's not how a real investigation would go because it is entertainment. It is a movie. I mean, would you you agree, Stacey? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I get people that will come up and, and criticize. You know, I did several shows for a haunting and they'll come up and say, well, you know, it, that's not the way it was. And you have to understand, I explain to people, this is media, this is entertainment, and they can't do it documentary style all the time that they have to. It has to be entertaining for everybody. Yeah, precisely. I mean, so. So have fun, people. I mean, go watch the movie and have a good time, and don't be afraid to be scared. Well, quickly, we only have a few seconds left, but uh, if folks want to get in touch with you, check out your websites. Uh, you could check out Stacy Jones um, at gotghost.org. That's the Central New York Ghost Hunters website. And you can visit my website, paranormalpopculture.com. That's all one word. Or go ahead and reach out to me on Twitter, at Aaron Sagers, uh, A-A-R-O-N-S-A-G-E-R-S, because uh, I'm a bit of a Twitter nut. <laughs> and we also encourage you, of course, to visit the Taps Para Magazine website. That's tapsparamag.com, tapsparamag.com. Com. You've been listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio, heard exclusively on CNY Talk Radio. We look forward to you joining us again soon. If you'd like the emails to comment, the email address is edit, uh, radio at tapsparamag.com.